else who don't know those words either. You're not alone. <laughs> those days are hard, amen. Praise God. We like that Calvary family. So here we are today to worship. Today we join with our brothers and sisters around the world. Say brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, we're at around the world. Remember what may have been the darkest, say darkest, darkest hour in human history. It certainly was the darkest afternoon, amen, because the word of God tells us that darkness covered the land from noon until about three in the afternoon. The epicenter of the darkness was at the cross of Jesus Christ. Out of that darkness would come the light of the world. Who could have imagined the great wrath that was poured out from the hand of God as Jesus Christ cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Who could have imagined the great love that was shown for us when Jesus begged on our behalf, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. Who could have also imagined a triumphant ending to this malicious and cruel execution? As Jesus said, with victory roaring from his dry, parched throat and swollen lips, it is finished. Into thy hands I commit my spirit. Yes, it is. Because of those words that followers of Christ from Ukraine to Uganda, from Peru, to Pakistan, from China to Chile, from Canada to Cameroon, from Korea to Kenya, and from America to Australia. America kind of gets woo-woo, woo-woo. <laughs> that we gather together to remember Good Friday. For in Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female. The events of Good Friday have made us all one in Jesus Christ. So you remember, we are all one. We are all one. And we are all invited to come out to the foot of the cross. Amen. So if you all see behind me, there's a cross, right? And this evening we will share the experience of, of three people. Say three people. Three of those who were at the cross, they were actually at the cross. So that we will be reminded as we're listening to their stories what Jesus did on our behalf. Say person one. Person one was a Roman soldier. So tonight we're going to meet a Roman soldier, amen. Say person two. Person two was Mary Magdalene. And she was a person that witnessed the resurrection of Lazarus from the dead. Amen. Now, we don't know the name of the person that will share that, what, what it was like to be the person that was uh, brought back to life. But we're going to hear from these three individual people. So number one is a Roman soldier. Say Roman soldier. Number two was Mary Magdalene. Say Mary Magdalene. And number three was the one that was there to witness the resurrection of Lazarus. As a part of these reflections, we will also experience the drama the evening of the evening through dance 
and our dancers will reflect what the feelings, the thoughts, and the hearts of us all. So let us now be blessed by our dancers with Rain On Up.
happiness has been buried but you have been just so in this church and this church is wearing their markers and what it's meant by and they sent the messages
care for my Carrie couldn't be here. She just came right in and, and handled her business. Thank you, Diane.
could wrap itself around your back inside your belly. That was the torture of the body spun around with each side. Each time the executioner pulled back his arm to tear the whip for another round of beating, some men looked like a tank of bubbling meat, waiting to be chopped up and sold to the marketplace by the time the beating was done. Then there was a tearing of a cloth to the place of execution. Many men collapsed under the weight of tearing their cloth, having been exhausted from the previous beating. Once at that place, they would be laid on the cloth, and many of them would be driven through their hands and feet, and sometimes through their wrists. They would then be hoisted out the rope, and the bottom of the cloth would be placed into a hole in the ground, where they stayed until they died. Now, I had heard of this Jesus of Nazareth, but to me, he was just another man being crucified. I was surprised by some of the things I heard him say while on the cross as I stood there guarding him and the other two. He promises one guy life and another kingdom. He asks some other guy to look after his mother after he was gone. He talks at times as though he was talking to a god in the sky. I really began to take notice and it got dark in the room. I knew something different was happening. People were challenging him to come down from that cross, but he looked as though he pitied them, as though they were the ones bleeding out in some way. I felt better when the darkness lifted around three o'clock. Then as Jesus was dying, he cried out with his loud voice, It is finished. Jesus sort of gave up his life and died as though he could have done it at any point in his life. I was he ended his life. He was more of a he voluntarily gave it up. Then I heard my boss, the centurion, praise God and say, surely this man was the son of God. I didn't even know the centurion was there. At that point, I felt overwhelmed with my own sin. I didn't know what to do. I was in utter despair for hours and I watched him hanging dead on the cross. Anywhere he came to break the legs of the man on the cross, most of them died more quickly. But Jesus was already dead. The soldiers sent to break their legs broke the legs of the other two, but he saw that Jesus was already dead. To make sure Jesus was dead, he took his spear and punctured Jesus' side, and out rushed water and blood. The moment some of the blood, Jesus' blood splattered on me, I felt cleansed and forgiven. All the things I had seen and witnessed, it was the power of his blood that convinced me to become a follower of Jesus Christ. When people asked me, how did I, a Roman soldier, who had to crucify many men, become a follower of the Jewish Messiah? I tell them, I know it was his blood. On the day when I was lost, he died upon a cross. I know it was the
set free by his grace and his mercy. I vow to do and bear the will and the gospel here. Whatever I want, wherever I want, I do it with a will to bear on this earth and this
Everybody just need to testify to somebody next to them. Tell them, I'm strong. I'm wise. I'm better. Much better. When I look back over what he brought me through, I realize I made it because I had you to hold on to. Now I'm stronger. Now I'm wiser. I'm better. So much better. I made it. Is there anybody in this house other than me that can declare you made it? Tell your neighbor, never would have made it. Never would have made it. Never would have made it. Oh, I wish I had some help here. I wish I had just two or three people. That was just declaring.
Hallelujah. 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 On Palm Sunday, Jesus came in on a donkey, and they praised him and said, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, save us. But he spent the entire week preaching and teaching and doing miracles. And then he sat with the disciples with the Holy Communion meal. And he shared with the disciples as they took bread that on this night, one of you will betray me. They looked around at each other. Who, me? Not me. But one of them would betray our Lord. And he said, the one who dipped in this cup has the same kind of I do. You would have thought that on that moment, all of them would have bowed down, Lord, please don't let it be me. But not one of them did, did they? They ate the bread, and they drank from the cup. Even though they knew one was a sinner, this is the table of God for the people of God. And we say, thanks be to God. Our Lord and Savior invites all of us who believe in him, even in our sin, who believe in him, to receive and partake of his holy communion meal. And on this Good Friday, it's even more special because Jesus would have also invited you to remove your shoes, and he would have washed your feet. And he wouldn't have minded that you had been walking all day or that your feet were dirty. He had come to serve you. He invites all of us to receive this communion meal with him tonight. But before we do, we are to take a moment to, to examine our hearts and to think about how we put Jesus on that cross. What sin did we do that nailed him to the cross? Take a moment and examine your heart.
You have raised him to rule the world and have given Jesus a name above every name, Lord and Christ. We praise him and we glorify you, great God, our creator. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, was betrayed and arrested. He took bread, and after giving thanks, he said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Whenever you eat of it, do so in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he said, This is the new covenant, which is sealed in my blood. Whenever you drink of it,
bread of heaven. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. Let us rise to sing our thank our prayer of thanksgiving.
the free, the sinless, spotless lamb, God. And we just thank you, God, that you love us so much that you gave your only son just for us, God. You didn't have to do it, but you did, God. You knew that we weren't going to be able to um, just abide in you at all times, just be on your level, God. And we just thank you, Lord, that you already made a way, God. You already gave us grace, God. And we ask you, God, to increase our faith. Sometimes, God, we are feeling down. Sometimes we are feeling betrayed. Sometimes we are wondering, where are you? Sometimes we're saying, God, why have you forsaken me? Where are you, God? But also help us to forgive those that have done us wrong and help us, God, to just look to you in faith because you know when we go through any kind of death with Christ, you will raise us up with Christ, God. And we just ask you, God, for your favor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We are so glad everybody came out today for our service. As you blow your candles out, say, I promise to take my light into the world. Amen. Tell your neighbor I'm mighty glad you came tonight. And I'll see you on Sunday. Tell your neighbor I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> At 10. <laughs>